Greetings, greetings, and welcome to another episode by Jan the Goddess Speaks. Thank you all so much for tuning in and witnessing with your ears and your heart. I love that because guess what? You get to listen and you can internalize it, which means that you can feel it with your heart, okay? You can listen with your ears and witness with your heart. <laughs> All right, so that just basically means that, you know, you take the information, you internalize it, and you make it useful, and it is valuable to you, okay? Well, I must say that it's been a long journey, and I've been talking about this particular subject that I'm going to speak on for a little bit. I've been speaking on it for a long time now. Some people know about it, and some people don't. And what that is, is how did I go from a high school dropout to a college graduate with a master's degree? Okay. I know some people look at that and say, well, she's a non-traditional student. And that is true. I'm a very non-traditional student, like many others who may have come through different paths and different walks of life. And they got into college and they are not considered your traditional student. So um, just to make a long story short, because I want to get straight to the point, because in my previous episode, I talked about having knowledge and your knowledge is your power. And once I realized that as I got older, I was like, wow, that is such a return on an investment of having education and that's getting knowledge you know seeking knowledge and when you seek knowledge and you learn stuff you tend to be a lot more motivated about it because you you feel good about it you know about a subject you are learning and let's say you get hands-on experience with it then you become really good at it you get a good practice so it just helps a lot to have knowledge and education but for me, you know, it all started growing up in ATL, you know, went throughout life. I was in school. I used to always had my little honor roll things and I used to love to read. I used to do little things. I used to love to be competitive in school as well. But I always loved to read. And so it is crazy now that I do not like reading books. Okay. <laughs> Now, if I read a book, it's because there's something in there that I need to look at and I need to read it. Most times, you know, I'll definitely uh, get online and look at something or but I'm more of an auditory learner. I like to listen to things and that teaches me. OK, I, I got to listen, but I'm also visual, too. But I'm visual to the point where I need to see something and then I can do it. But reading a book is just not my forte. But, you know. I heard, I heard things change over the time as we grow older um, and the passions change. But, you know, uh, going back to that story, you know, um, it wasn't like I didn't have uh, access to education or anything like that. I was a very good student. And even in high school, I was like, why did these people just put me in an AP history class? <laughs> Science as well. And I was like, hmm, okay, I guess I am doing pretty good. I used to love that kind of stuff. And so there was this one thing that my uncle told me when I was little. I never forget this. He was like, you're smart, but you're dumb. And I'm like, what does that mean? And I'm looking at him, he's like, yeah, you smart, but you dumb. 
That means you got all this book sense. You ain't got no common sense. And I was like, wow. Okay, well, maybe I need to play dumb then. You know, maybe maybe I need to get out here in these streets. Is what we call it, right? You can get out here in the streets and learn some common sense. And I, I never understood that. Well, now I can see how people would say certain things like that. You can be very, very intelligent. You can have book smarts and you may not have a lot of the common things that you should have. Maybe you're not, you're not aware. And, and, And I really feel like it just starts in that environment as an adolescent when you're growing up. The very first exposure to knowledge and education is through the family unit. So that's where I'm like, well... I don't know it because <laughs> I haven't been exposed to it, stuff like that. I just love learning and being in school and everything. And so, you know, I, I think about that and, and it just stuck with me. But as time progressed, you know, I, I throughout high school, um, of course, you know, you experience peer pressure, hanging out with people, you learning. And uh, I went to Towers High School in Decatur, Georgia. And, oh, that was a rough school. It wasn't as bad as some of the schools on the west side of Georgia, but towers was off the chain um but you know i continued my education i was able to do a lot of different things in in school with my education and i ended up leaving that school and i moved out to gwinnett county and i attended shiloh high school and shiloh high school was very different and i was there for my junior year but i was a little bit behind in certain things and so you know i continued my time and as a senior literally I was working I had already been working since I was 14 years old so that was just given for me like I'm just gonna be a good worker and I'm always gonna be working because I like to make money I like to have my own money to buy my own things to get my nails done and take care of myself and be able to ride a martyr to the west side every now and again um but though I had always I, I had always done that but you know in a particular point in life um with my mom and you know, may she rest, you know, and in, in, in rest in her power, um, you know, things were going on where I felt like, you know, hey, if I if I continue to go to school and I'm too tired, and I'm not able to work, then how do I survive and pay for certain things that I have to pay for? Um, it was either school or it was work. And so guess what I chose? I chose work. And, you know, I start just not caring about school anymore I I would go to school Sundays and just sleep in class it was so bad that I would just get in trouble for just going into a class and I'm like all right open up my book and then I just lay my head down and go to sleep and next thing you know the teacher's waking me up and all together I just decided to just you know just leave life was so crazy and I just continued to work and I was doing very good I was working at Panda Express (laughs) And I was like, wow, you see this black girl in Panda Express up there cooking in that big old walk, <laughs> working a drive through. And one thing I can say is that I was always very good in my jobs. Any job that I had, I was always going to be the best at it. OK, I had to make sure that they was going to be able to utilize me for whatever they needed because I'm the best girl. OK, and y'all should start paying me a lot more now. And so I worked at Panda Express. Um, I had opportunities to go open up two of their new stores um, in Florida. And again, I had never really traveled like that. And so I went to Florida and I opened up two new stores and I trained people on drive throughs and stuff like that. And I came back to Georgia and I was working in Gwinnett County, but then they ended up transferring me to Memorial Drive 
uh, Panda Express. And so I was in, you know, Stone Mountain at the time and I was working at that Panda Express. And, and I remember the manager was like, hey, I really see, you know, you opening your own store. We would like to train you. We would even like to possibly even send you to California to get some more training once you, you know, get up there. And I was young, but they saw that in me already. And um, it just wasn't my life path at the time. I kind of got tired of the um, the situations where I was a young individual managing older people. And I was like, you know, I can actually go make more money and work at a warehouse. So I started working at a warehouse um, I ended up going to bartending school and all of this stuff. But before all of that ended up happening, I ended up getting my GED in 2006. I got my GED because I was like, I just need to get it. I didn't really study for anything. I didn't like, let me just go in here and take the GED test. Let's see how I do. I passed it first time. Um, and so I got my GED and, you know, in the midst of me working, I was like, okay, well, I get $500 for hope rent so you know your girl i love money okay money 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 <laughs> i love making money i love the way money can make me feel and money takes care of me so i was like well i'm going to register in decap technical college for a semester so i can get my 500 dollars and then i'm done <laughs> and that's exactly what i did and i was like oh my goodness like i dropped a class i got my i got my refund check and i was out of there but, you know, I, I did continue to strive and do things. At that time, I really didn't have a plan in life. I just wanted to work, make money. I had my own place by the age of 18 and everything. And so I was, you know, doing my, my little things and stuff. And it was after a while that I was like, I, I desire more in life. Um, my potential is so much better. And it's so, like, much more out there for me. Um, and I, I had you know, done little things after going to bartending school, got my bartending license, tried to work that out and do that. That didn't really pan out. Cause I was like, this is not my environment. I don't want to do this. This is not me. Um, I got to work for tips and stuff. I don't want to do this. So no, um, there were days that I would be working, you know, I'll go to sleep in my car, get back up, go to school. I end up registering in um, a medical billing and uh, coding program. And so I was doing all this stuff and working at a warehouse. And so working in a warehouse, I was getting overtime. I was clocking hours and everything. And I end up being like a, I think I was like on this 100% accuracy team, like a person that fills so many orders. This was an Avon warehouse. You could fill so many orders and get like a 100% accuracy where you don't ever have any like errors or mistakes. And I joined that little club and I was like, oh, look at me, you know, give me a little bonus. Okay. But, you know, I feel like at that time, I even got tired of that. Um, I went through a rough patch in life and, you know. Just to kind of keep it surface level, things happen. I wasn't able to keep up with certain things because things that happened with my help that I was having and I ended up getting evicted from my apartment. I knew I was going to get evicted, but in the meantime, I had already signed up for the Air Force. I had did my due diligence and research and I was like, I'm going to the Air Force. And I never forget. I was like, all right, I'm going to be getting evicted soon. I did my security clearance and all that stuff that happened in May of 2008. And I'll never forget uh, going to my recruiter's office. And I came in there, y'all. Now, old Jan, I had my long fingernails. 
he was all colorful. I used to braid my own hair. So my hair was like down past my, my butt and everything. And I went in there and I was talking to that recruiter and my recruiter was Sergeant Day at the time. And I was like, I'm ready. Let's do it. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm ready to take this practice test, all this stuff, you know, and this is just me just talking about me getting there. And he was like, all right, well, I took a practice test. He was like, well, you know, go on back and study for a good month. Give yourself, give yourself a, a month and then come back to take the test. I went to a library that same day and I studied for a week and I went back. <laughs> I showed back up to that recruiter's office. I said, Sergeant Day, I don't have a month. I'm ready to take this test again. So that way you can schedule me for the real test at MEPS. And, you know, sure enough, I went in because I had been studying my butt off all week long. And, um, you know, I passed, you know, well, he saw that I, you know, got whatever the average was over for the practice test so he could schedule the real test. And that's what he did. And then, you know, I took the real test and then there was certain jobs I qualified for, but those jobs wasn't available right away. And so I would have had to wait a while. And, you know, I knew already that I was about to be evicted. Um, I had lost my job. You know, I ended up buying a car from this auction thinking I was all, you know, good with my car and stuff. And then the motor went out. I think things on top of things was just happening to me. And, you know, I was fortunate and blessed to be able to have someone um, let me stay in their space on their property. It was like a little separate housing unit. You know, you had your own living room, room, kitchen, all that stuff. So I stayed there for a while and I, you know, was like, something's got to give. And I remember getting that phone call from my recruiter and he was like, Hey, you know, basic training to be moving up to a certain amount of weeks soon. Um, if you want to go in an open general, we can get you out in October and you'll be like the last group of the six weekers. And I was like, let's go, let's go. I, I'll go in open general. It doesn't matter. And so I got my shipment date. And, you know, in the meantime, my sister was helping me out and everything. And, you know, I was just preparing myself to to get ready to go to the Air Force. And, and that's all I would think about. And I would just focus on that. And luckily, even though I had lost my job, I was still getting unemployment, which was good. I was getting unemployment and I was just saving up my money and just paying for my minor bills. So I'll never forget. I tell people about this um, $20 in a dream. And it's kind of ties into what I'm talking about today because I left literally with $20 in a dream. I went running around West Georgia University campus one day. And as I was running, I saw it was like this nice red charger and there was a $20 bill on the ground. And I was like, hold on, is this, is this like somebody going to come out and be like, Hey, give me back that $20. We caught you, you know, red handed. But I picked the $20 up and I kept running. And although my sister had been helping me out and everything, um, you know, make sure I was good to go with stuff. And that cash that I left with was that $20. <laughs> it was $20. And that's all I had to my name when I got to basic training. And so, you know, in basic training, I'm like, wow, um, you know, I can't pay my phone bill. Can't do any of that right now. And so when I graduated and I was able to get my phone bill paid and all that good stuff. But, you know, to fast forward to, you know, me getting through things and, and getting to the Air Force, I knew I wanted to go to school. And I had... Um, a tech sergeant that inspired me and that was someone that worked with me to go to University of Phoenix because he went to University of Phoenix and so I started going to school as an A1C 
And so A1C is like a low rank. You just got there. So I graduated with my general studies degree. I joined the Air Force in 2008. I graduated in 2011. And I was I had just found out I was pregnant with my first daughter. So I didn't really know what I wanted to go to school for. I just know that I had my GED. Um, I, w I had some medical billing and coding associates uh, degree program credits and all that good stuff. And that kind of got me in the door. And even with me getting my job that I have now, I'm, I'm in like healthcare administration, like civilian sector world. But in the Air Force, it's like health services management. We deal with all the medical admin things. Remember, I told you all I came in open general, so I didn't have a job and I picked that job. I sold myself for that job during the interview and I was like, hey, I got medical building and code and I got all these stuff, my credits and stuff. I came in with college credits, so I came in as an E2. So I had a little bit of a rank when I got into the Air Force. But, you know, I graduated University of Phoenix and I really love my career field so much. I decided to get my bachelor's degree in it. And so I stayed at University of Phoenix and got my bachelor's degree in healthcare administration with management. But I also tied it in as well. At the same time, I was getting my education for my associate's degree for the Air Force at the Community College of the Air Force. So I had knocked out like three degrees <laughs> altogether. I was doing this and, you know, I was pregnant. I had my daughter, my first daughter. You know, I was married at the time. And I was just doing my thing. And, you know, I didn't want anything to stop me because I wanted the education. I had to always tell myself that, hey, you know, you never got a chance to walk for your GED. You never walked for a graduation because you didn't graduate high school. You know, now that you have your degrees and now this, like, it's your time to, to actually walk. And I felt very proud to walk the very first time um, at University of Phoenix. And so I was able to obtain those degrees. And yes, I used it for various programs and different things in my life and in my work. And so I would never forget uh, going through a process of where I had a commander looking at my educational background. He was looking at all my um, evaluations. He was like, you know, University of Phoenix is cool. But he was like, I'm going to give you some feedback. And he was like, you know, I think you should try a different college next time you roll you enroll in school again I know what he meant by it because I was like yeah you are right I think you know University of Phoenix is very good um and especially for us as military people we always look for schools that are military friendly because of the nature of our jobs and we don't you know we're not like being in the outside world where you can you know you have a little bit more freedom with certain things we don't so you know online courses having a school that's accredited very good reputation can match our tuition assistance all that stuff is very very good and by the way i came into the air force with student loans and they paid it all off i just paid the interest that was it <laughs> they paid my student loans so that's when i knew i had to really commit um and it really gave me some incentive uh, to keep going and i did here i am now but to fast forward to having education, I became a military trained instructor where I felt like I learned most of what I know now. Um, I became a very good public speaker because I hated public speaking and I did not like getting in front of people and talking and teaching. But I did it so much every day that it became something that was normal to me, something that came very natural. I began to have a passion for it. I began to love it because I was able to deliver instructions and material to people and I would see them go out and execute and to be exactly what I taught them. Now, granted, yes, you make corrections, but I knew they got what I was giving them. They got the service level of things. They got the objective, right? As long as they was able to meet my objective, I was very happy with that. And that gave me... Um, 
I don't want to say like validation, but it gives me some type of a gratification on what I was doing that it wasn't in vain. And, and I remember that when I became an instructor, I was sucked so bad in school when I would teach, I could never get it right. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'm so tired of getting these NIs, which is like need improvement on this, need improvement, unsatisfied, you know, and I just forced myself to teach so much to the point where I was like, I'm going to be the best at this. I'm going to do good. I am going to do good. I'm not going to suck at this. I'm not going to be shaking. My voice is not going to shake. I'm not going to get flustered on my horse. I'm not going to forget my verbiage. And I think once I did all of that and I knew that I wanted to be good, I became a war skills and military studies instructor. And I really enjoyed that. And, and that's where I got a chunk of my experience from. And that's where I start to learn that I love teaching and that I love giving information and sharing information and hearing other people's experiences and and their their um their take on things, right? And so I just did so well in that and so good that I you know, when it was time for me to go up for my master instructor badge for, you know, the air education and training command, the girl got that master instructor badge. Okay. I was like, look at little me. I started out so scared. Couldn't do this. Felt like it wasn't just my forte. I can do it. And here I am a master instructor. And now I'm a trainer and I get to train other trainers or not trainers, but other, you know, military trained instructors, right? I'm their trainer. I get to teach you. I get to get you qualified. And, you know, it just made me feel very proud of where I came from. It made me realize that, man, I had all of this potential deep down inside me. And how wonderful is it for me to see this in myself? I had to see it before others did. But others will see it too. And I was so grateful. And I think seeing the feedback and hearing the feedback and having that support just made the journey worthwhile for me. I enjoyed my journey. Although I know that in order to be successful, in order to be good at what you do, you had to suck at some moment. You had to not be the best at it at, at a certain point in time. And so I I really started to work towards some things. And I knew that I was destined for more in my education. Um I had took a break from certain things. I, I was enrolled in the education and training degree management program um, through the community college of the Air Force. So that way you can teach. And I was like, you know, there's there's a particular thing I want to do. And it's called kinesiology. I don't know what part of kinesiology I want to focus in. I just know I need to get into kinesiology. And I looked up UTSA, which is the University of Texas in San Antonio. And that was like in person. And with my job, I knew it wasn't going to be feasible for me. And I had children at the time. They were very, very small. My daughter's like three and three and six. And I was like, that's not going to work. And I started, you know, looking online for all these different programs and who had the best kinesiology programs. And LSU came up and I was like, oh, and it got sport management. I'm like, wow, okay, I'm already a personal trainer, all right, so doing all this stuff, because I can't talk too much about everything, right, but I had I had got my personal training certification, I had continuing education units, I had already been teaching as a personal trainer, and all these different things, and I end up looking at LSU, and I was like, I'm going to apply there, 
I started the application and I kind of gave up. So this is where sometimes your self-doubt starts to creep in or that that self-worth or am I worthy enough to get in this college? You know, it's, it's competitive. I don't have what other people have. I'm not considered your traditional student where I got a high school diploma and, and I went to this prestige university and I'm transferring, you know, and I kind of sat on it. I looked at all the requirements. I was like, oh my God, I got to take a GRE test or I have like GMAT, I believe. I think it was a GRE on this one. And I was like, how do I not do this? You know, this is just too much. They want a resume. They want all this stuff. They want my statement of purpose. I got to write all this stuff. And I just quit on it. But um, one day I was talking to one of my elders and she was talking to me about a lot of stuff and she, giving me some life lessons <laughs> that I needed to learn. And she told me, I see education and I need you to get into it. And I want you to do this. And these are the people that you're going to be working for and working with. This is what you're meant to do. And I was, I looked at her and I was like, I told her about everything. And I was like, okay, I left, I left her and I went home and opened up the application and I got to it okay the application took me maybe a good two and a half months because I needed to get like letters of recommendations from people I really had to sell myself for this program because again I wasn't a previous kinesiology student or anything had no experience in this stuff but I had to realize now I know that of course you know just like any other coach or people that are in the sports world athletes and stuff like that that have this type of degree and that have this like I have just as much experience as they do or you know the things that I do is also contributing to what matters over there because I'm a fitness trainer fitness coach I've done health and wellness I've done things that has helped communities and myself and I have the credentials for it and so I didn't sell myself short. I had one of my previous airmen and somebody that I had never met in my life, but I know her through Facebook. They looked up at my statement of purpose, made some tweaks. They revised it, made it sound so good. I put that together, put it in my package. I had some very good letters of recommendations and I took that GRE waiver. <laughs> I took that uh, template and was like, look, I don't want to take this test because I feel like all of my previous education, my GPAs, all this good stuff. I'm in an honor society. Y'all should take this. Okay. This, this got, this is me. Okay. I need to do all that other stuff, but it took me a while and I waited. I hit that button to submit. I was shaking. Okay. I was shaking every day. I was checking the status. Chicken, 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 the status. And I was like, okay, just relax, Jan, just relax. It's okay. You got this girl. And normally the process, I, I believe they told me it can take up to a week to two weeks. I think it took up to like two weeks, I believe. They literally approved my application within like, I think three to five days. I was accepted into the program. And I was like, oh, I had to like close the email and reopen it again. Like look at the whole congrats from LSU. Like you've been accepted. And I was like, oh my God. And I was just excited. I think like at that time things was just flowing for me. You know, I had ended up getting my LLC because I was like, I need to get my fitness business. I want to start building my baby and I need to learn the business side of fitness and 
You know, I, I stayed the course. It was challenging in the master's program. It was very challenging. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, this is challenging. Some days I didn't think I was going to make it out of the, the degree program. <laughs> but I, I wrote it out and I, I stayed at it. And I graduated in December of 2022. And my sister was there. She was such a support. She was my big cheerleader. And I did it. And I look back at it and I was like, wow, you know, who would ever think this could have come from a high school dropout? All right, I am back. Um, But, you know, just thinking back over the time and the course of my life and my struggles and growing up and like... Just the weirdest situations, you know, I would say, experiencing foster care, living in shelters, and, you know, you're starting to learn from life and family members and people that you encounter, and I look at now and I'm like, wow, such a lesson learned over my time in my life that has made me such a strong I like to say strong and I don't mean it in as a strong woman like oh strong independent no 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 I mean it in a sense of warrior status right um, when you think of women who are resilient um, people are resilient people that can withstand things and continue on in life and they let negativity or bad things become the fuel to their fire and making money and being successful and having positive things happen in their life and that's what I totally believe I believe in that so as a child I knew I was very special (laughs) Um, and now as an adult I look at other people and I'm like man you know if you want to invest in yourself whether it's through college whether it's through any type of education anything that's going to make you better Anything that's going to be worth your while and you're going to get a return on your investment, invest in it, investing yourself with it. You can simply learn things by picking up a book. You can learn things by listening to other people, getting a mentor, getting a coach. There are so many ways to take on learning opportunities. There are so many ways out there. If you feel like, you know, even with, um, you know, high school students. So I, I really, I really desire to speak to other girls who are younger who may not see a way out or not see the light you know there's so many opportunities out there there's so many grants and scholarships you still can get although you may not have been a high school graduate or you know and you have your GED or something or encouraging individuals to stay in high school college isn't for everyone But do something with your life. Do something that is worthwhile with yourself where you can live peacefully, okay? Whether you're working a nine to five, whether you have a trade, whatever you're doing, whether you own your own business, you're creative, you create things, you have certain, be the best at it, dominate it in the now, be the best at it. And your opportunities and other things can flow to you. Um, and I feel that people should do what makes them happy in life and what fulfills them. I like doing things that gives me energy. If I feel good about doing it every time I do it, that's my purpose. I love it. And I have a true desire and a passion to teach people and to be around people and to coach them. And that fulfills me in life because 
I didn't get that growing up. And so I give out what I didn't receive. And it's so much fulfillment in that. I'm so thankful for all the people that I have met in my life that has either made my life a living hell (laughs) or made my life like heaven on earth. Okay. And I give gratitude to the education that I have been able to receive. I give so many thanks to all the professors that I've had. I had some good ones. I had some hard ones and I had some ones like, oh my God, but you know, I feel like they were, they all had a purpose in my journey and where I am, all the instruction, all everything that I've learned, you know, the brain is so powerful. It's a muscle. And so I like to utilize my muscle, you know, when I can, um, it's really good to really look at life and see that I can give back to my daughters and teach my daughters things, you know, children watch you. And, and it's so inspiring to see like, oh, I want to be an LSU Tiger or to see them, you know, do little things and wear their LSU shirts or even to hear them say that kind of stuff. You know, it's just, it just gives me, you know, it just gives me a smile. And I, I really adore that with them and, you know, being able to learn and teach them and wanting to put them through like, public speaking and little things like that they talk just like me <laughs> most people they meet my girls I was like you know my oldest was like hey, she sounds just like you she talks just like you and I was like yeah she really can talk I can get her out there and she can just speak and I love it you know I think that's just ingrained in me but I just wanted to tell and share that story because I have given back to so many people and I'm just so thankful for all the people that, you know, has crossed my path and maybe have benefited from me or maybe got a glimpse of me or experienced me in some kind of way or maybe just in passing and they were able to learn something that made them be better in life. And I think that that's the best feeling in the world. And I'm so thankful for that feeling. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode. <laughs> And me dropping a few little gems about myself um, to you all, how I became, you know, a college graduate after being a high school dropout. It does not end here. Um, You know, there's so many things that you can do to tap in. If you are thinking about giving up or you don't feel like that education or that piece of paper is important, remember the reason behind it. Um, You always want to have a purpose behind your education. Why are you pursuing it? Oh, I want to take care of people. Well, why do you want to take care of people? What is the outcome that you're looking for? How does it make you feel? How do you want people to feel? Why is it important for you to invest in this? You know, and so those are things you want to think about. If you're looking at it as just a piece of paper, then guess what? It'll be just a piece of paper that you have collected and it is just on forefront and it's just for show. It's for decoration. But if it's not just for decorations and you have it backing you up every step of the way while you're out there doing something for your community and for the world and for your family or whatever, that's the investment and the return. That That's the that's what we want to see, right? That's what you want to do with it. Everybody don't need to go to college. College is not for everyone. So again, I talked about this in my previous episode about, you know, your knowledge is your power. And, you know, again, it's what you utilize with it. Everybody has to learn something, whether you self-taught yourself 
<laughs> or, you know, you're learning. But yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. And thank you all so much for tuning in. I look forward to being back on here again with another episode by Jen the Goddess Speaks. Bye-bye.